Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Max, the trifecta of the most popular and influential characters in the Disney canon. That's what we're talking about this week on Network Special, the podcast about the golden age of appointment-based television when you had to watch what was on, when it was on. But now, thanks to the glory of the internet, we can watch these things again and again. We're talking about the movie Ask Max from November 2nd, 1986 on the wonderful world of Disney. And when we talk about the premise of this show, boy, does this fit because it played once and never again. But guess who remembered that it played? Me. I'm Zach Ohio, one of the co-hosts of this podcast, and I'm here with my other co-host, who? Nathan. And whom is in the booth capturing all the gold? Jeremy. That's right. And by the way, when we say Max, we don't mean Goofy's son. Not Max. Max Goof. Powerline fan no. Max Goof. When uh, <laughs> I was in Disney World. See, we got there. We finally, we had not mentioned Disney World in a couple episodes. Thank God this came along. Uh, there was the Disney Afternoon characters were out, which was part of a oh, Goof yeah. Troop. And Max came out in costume before Goofy came out. And when my mom saw Max, she thought that it was supposed to be Goofy on drugs. <laughs> what? Because it's just the Goofy outfit, but the eyes are twice as big. And he has a giant <laughs> shock of hair. <laughs> So your mom's first response was, oh, they're doing an anti-drug She thought thing? that it was a McGruff-style thing where it was showing Goofy comes out on PCP and uh, has a breakdown. <laughs> He's stripping houses for copper wire. <laughs> By the end, Chip and Dale are holding him down. He has the sweats, and he comes out, and uh, it's our old pal Goofy again. Uh, Nathan, do you have a scrunchie around your hand? Did you just cut your hand in the only way you can... Uh, Cure it is with a, a eight year old's hairband. It's a scrunchie. They're freaking everywhere in a house with an eleven year old. Well, every time she gets surprised, her hair shoots straight out, and the band yeah. pops off. Yeah, boing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Ask Max. Well, Th can we talk? Um, have we done anything <laughs> yet from the wonderful world of? Disney? Disney? Yes, because we what did talked we about a little movie called Fuzz Bucket. Oh, that's right. That's right. Kind of forgot about all fuzzy. How can you forget? Fuzzy because pants. The thing that broke my heart about watching Ask Max was that there was no introduction included from Michael Eisner. Now, would he have done that for this? Yes, he did, because I remember him doing the intro to this. Okay. And it was something was, like he had a bike. It was like, hello, I'm Michael Eisner. We all dream of flying, but of course, it's an impossibility. Not for Max. Meet Max, the amazing inventor. Like, it was something around those lines. Does he just have the bike from the movie? I believe so, yeah. Okay, it's not like uh, the kid. It's not, what's his name? What is the kid's name? His real name? Uh, we're talking um, Jeff Cohen as Max. Yeah, Jeff Cohen. No, so, he's not going to like, Max. You're getting everywhere. <laughs> Max, you're making a mess of everything. <laughs> so Jeff Cohen, who, if the name doesn't sound familiar, um, certainly his claim to fame will, right? Uh, he is Chunk from The Goonies. And 
very little else in terms of show business. Yeah, he he um this is before Goonies, right? This was one year after Goonies. Goonies had just Okay, happened. after Goonies. Okay. Yeah, he um he became like an entertainment lawyer or something. He is now an incredibly uh successful entertainment lawyer and is in like yeah. one of the top 10 firms in LA and uh seems to do a lot of charity work and you know he yeah. will still produce something he just produced something about like people who are a hundred or over telling their stories on film like okay i i couldn't dig up anything bad he seems like an incredibly decent guy yeah which is good yeah which is good yeah i lo- i you know watching him in this and then watching him you know thinking about goonies and stuff like i don't personally feel like he is um and i don't think people do so i don't know i don't feel like he's the greatest actor but he but i love this style of child acting which is like yeah how would you describe it like how would you describe just very like um over the top kind of like everything is said in the same kind of excited excitable way (laughs) you know i i guess i i know what you mean um thinking about the way that child actors especially on live action disney shows or nickelodeon shows i would describe that style of acting as said excitedly in the same way but i feel as though it's very charmless and annoying and fake i think there's something about pre 90s child actors where there was just probably a little less um acting class style child actors they just seemed a little bit more natural and something that that this kid has is yeah no is he the greatest actor no does he seem like a genuinely nice kid he does and he it doesn't seem uh fake or forced he has a a really easy smile and he's just part of it's the way the character is written this character is just always happy for the most part uh and it it works well i i i think um i remember oh oh, i was gonna say this is one of the things where especially pre-internet the way we have it now I remembered there was a movie. I thought it was just called Max because honestly, Ask Max is the weirdest title for this movie. It, <laughs> it makes very little sense. It It is said once at the very end of the movie, but it's not like, you know, some Casablanca start of the beautiful friendship level <laughs> line. Um, I thought it was oh, just called- Oh, no, Ask Max. <laughs> yeah, that's what said. <laughs> um, I thought it was called Max. I remember there was a flying bike and I remember loving this movie, but there was no information about it. I would ask other people about it, and they would not remember it. Uh, so rediscovering it and rewatching it now, this is one of the times where it is this very distant, fuzzy memory, and suddenly I'm watching it, and I'm I'm seeing all these memories come to life in front of me. It was a great experience. Um, but I was wondering, before I watched it, why did this movie stick in my head so hard? It's not like I didn't watch other 
world of Disney movies that made no impression on me. And then I realized, oh, this is a movie about two kids. One is a brilliant inventor who gains money and the respect of adults. And the other is a brilliant businessman who gets money and the respect of adults. And they're 12. And both of those things were like my dream at age 12 is like I should be running a company and getting big paychecks. <laughs> it's like big. It's like Tom Hanks and big. Like, Except better because they're kids. They don't even have to look saying, like adults. Like, I know. I know. I'm just saying like. The only thing that's yeah, bad idea. about it is they don't get to bang older women. <laughs> Unlike big, <laughs> that is the worst part of it. That, that was is the, the worst, worst part, part, part of it. <laughs> um, yeah, they um, there is that thing of like, there's a show that my daughter watches um, where it's it's called Some Assembly Required, and it is it's I think it's Canadian, and it's the worst acting <laughs> show in the world. Uh-huh. But and it's all these kids, but the story is um, this kid he burned down his house using a chemistry set and was awarded the toy company as a result. And so now he gets to run the toy company with all of his friends. Okay. And I don't quite understand that plot, but sure. It's just like the judge. I don't know either. The judge gave them the toy company as the the damages instead of money. Oh, but the <laughs> just kid burned down the in. house? The chemistry set was def- def- defective. Oh, defective. The child wasn't yeah, doing yeah. an experiment on explosions. I see. <laughs> no, no, okay. No. And so it's got that thing. And I know that's why she loves it. Because it's like a kid like running a toy store. Like they just yes. are running a toy factory. And there's like, you know, they built a roller coaster in the freaking. Right. You know, it's like Tom Hanks' apartment. in uh, like that's still my dream apartment. Even though it's just a big empty floor it's a loft apartment with a bunk bed yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and a a coke machine you can launch a sock at and a coke flies out love it yeah but it's but this kid jeff cohen he um he just has that face like that big smiley face and he's always like Everywhere he's smiling, everywhere. And except, except when he's upset, he still has like kind of a smile on his face. Like he can't quite, like. Well, he's that chip monkey kind of face. Yeah, yeah. He has smiling and his, eyes. And his friend is kind of like, um, uh, but uh, the guy who, who's his friend in uh, Back to the Future. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Teen Wolf. Uh, like, like Marty McFly's friend who like styles or whatever his name is, <laughs> who like, you know, kind of like, Oh, and Teen Wolf. Yeah. Teen Fox. Wolf. What did I say? Uh, Marty McFly. Marty McFly. I got all these things all screwy in my head. Now this actor um, who plays the friend Gino DeMauro was in Save by the Bell playing, uh, oh. playing Marvin Nedick. Does that strike anything with you? Is that like one of the nerds? I Nathan, I feel like a name like Marvin would be a nerd. You because you have <laughs> seen the show. It is in an episode from '89 called "Pinned to the Mat," which is season oh. one, episode nine, very early. That sounds like. Um, oh, okay. So it says he's. 
excuse me. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> sneeze, I sneeze. I got a freaking sneeze. Um, so he bets, uh, he's a guy that bets Zach that Slater um, will win uh, the next match. Oh. But then Slater gives up the wrestling to become a cook. So he's still playing like a huckster. Yeah. He, he has yeah, that he's, face, yeah, it's, that it's exactly kind of sly face. Yeah. And he, he just knows like, and he like, I love that. I love, they're all, su- you're right. They're all super intelligent. They're real savvy. They all, they, they speak kind of in, you know, adult language. Um, a lot of effing and jeffing. <laughs> it's uh, it's like a better version of the movie Blank Check. Where yes. that kid tricks a gangster into giving him a million dollars and he spends it all in a mansion. But that movie And then he is- has a pedophile kiss. <laughs> the lady. See, well, they Duff. got my note about uh, Big sure who gets did. to almost bang an older woman. Um <laughs> In this movie, this is the better version because the kids actually uh, d- do something and it's not just like lust for power. <laughs> it actually kind of shows how money can't buy uh, happiness. And the, the the vice president of the company that – so so I guess we should say Max is an inventor. <laughs> oh, oh, well – And he, <laughs> he invents all of these, these little kind of pranky kind of things. Um, well, you know how we and, always talk about how these these made-for-TV movies, we go like, you know, there's like 45 minutes of entertaining content in here, and then it's like half an hour of standing around. It's like, if they would just cut it down, oh boy, does Ask Max get to the <laughs> point. This started up, and I was like, did they cut <laughs> half an hour out of this movie? Because immediately, Max is just in the soup. He's making paper airplanes that make U-turns. He's coating basketballs with magnetized paint so he gets a bunch of uh, 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 free throw competition points. <laughs> You're just He's, in it. They do not uh, talk down to the audience. Like They, like, they don't even no explain expo- that he's an inventor. He's just yeah, doing they, it. Right? And there's no explanation of why he's this smart. He just, they just, <laughs> here he is. He's smart. He's the dude. It's not magic. He's just a smart kid. And he, and he's fun. He's like, you know, he, he invents things and does things. And I love that. They jump right in. There's no like slow, like reveal. It's instant. And so he invents this bike to win some competition for a trophy. And um, the, a vice president well, of we a should company. Say, say what the bike sees, does. It builds up pressure, and then it can shoot and make you jump things, like yeah. launch over stuff. There's little air compression units, and it, it launches you into the air, and then it lands you down in a way that in real life would shatter your pelvis. But in this <laughs> yeah. movie, it does fine. Yeah, you, your taint would be torn apart <laughs> on this bike because um, there's no shocks on the bike. But, um, so – he is so, he, the, he he's tested out, and this vice president of a toy company sees him. And who is that? Who is that actor? Um, he's a black actor. His, his name's Glenn Torman. He's in Cooley yeah. High. He's in a lot of other stuff. There's he's a lot in of just like specifically. I don't know what specific thing you're thinking of. I know, Cooley you High it, it, is kind of the biggest <laughs> thing on his resume, and the biggest part I could see from him. Um. Max also is in love with Shelly, the beautiful Shelly, who I thought was a mute 
through most of this because Shelly is just like <laughs> walks through the school being blonde and clutching her her notebook and doesn't talk until almost the end of the entire episode. This is like the anti-Bechtel test episode where there are no female characters besides the mom and the object of Max's unbridled lust. Are you are you looking at this thing now and figuring out what you know this guy from? And it's some yes, obscure that, Save by the Bell. He plays guy who waves no, at Zach. <laughs> no, it's not that. He plays like a. Um, he plays. He plays a. Um, like a kind of a. Um, oh man, what is the? <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> he plays like a character who's like. Uh, a ba- like bad he does uh he does bad stuff like okay I'm trying to remember. he plays bad stuff guy so uh the other thing about max <laughs> is going, that he's a going, really nice going. kid and he wants to uh give his mom everything that she wants she's a single mom and uh, he overhears her talking to a, a friend and of course two women in a room together what are they talking about yeah. clothes the mom wants a dress that she saw in a window and max feels uh, bad about you know not her not having everything she wants because she's yeah. a single mom, and this yeah. evil toy guy who uh, plays a bad guy in something that Nathan once saw. The Wire. It's The Wire. Oh, he's in The Wire. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Is he a major yes, character, or is he just kind of like a brief? No, he's a major. Uh, he's like a crooked mayor or whatever. Like that's he, great. I think he he loses. He he is the mayor of Baltimore at the time, and he loses to. Um, someone running against him, I'm pretty sure. One of my things that everyone gets to say, what, when they hear me say it is, I have not seen The Wire. I want to watch it, but I know, I, oh no, Nathan's going to have an aneurysm. Uh, I know if I start watching it, I'm going to watch the entire thing. And I just, oh, uh, and it seems should. so daunting, but I know I, I, I need to watch it. Um, yeah, so he's not really a bad guy in this. No, nobody's really a bad guy in it. There is one it, guy. There is one guy, but he's just kind of like a selfish businessman. He's not evil. No. Um, but you would think like this would be a guy like 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 when I first saw when I I'd seen this already because I watched it uh, with my uh, wife and daughter a long time ago uh, or like last year. But the <laughs> watching it again, I, I forgot, and I was thinking, oh um, oh, he how's he gonna like. Uh, Trick scam him. this kid, yeah. yeah, and it it doesn't. He's like yeah. a good dude. Like he get, like he helps him, and there's only and all he, of the corporate dudes. There's only one corporate guy who's bad. Everyone else is like cool and has a heart and stuff. <laughs> yeah, this guy wants to buy this launching bicycle from Max. Max, <laughs> the only thing that kind of drove me nuts about this is uh, the vice president of this toy company wants to buy the idea of this bike from Max and Max wants to show it off to his friends or to, to the school. So they'll think he's a cool kid. He goes, uh, it's not for sale. I'm like, yeah, dumbass. They don't want to buy your one bike. They want to buy the idea from you. Thank goodness. Business style kid is with them. Um, but eventually Max relents Gino. because he wants his mom to have nice things. So he sells the bike and he also maneuvers to become vice president of the toy <laughs> company, which is very yeah. funny. They give uh-huh. him a little office. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a non-voting board member. Uh-huh. He and gets the guy points who, off the back end. The guy who runs <laughs> the company is uh, Ray Walston, who plays the Martian in My Favorite Martian. We're getting right. both My Favorite Martian people in back-to-back episodes of our series. Love it. Talk about synergy. 
Uh, he buys his mom the nice dress, but he, he can't show off the bike. So he doesn't show it off to people after bragging about inventing it. So everyone thinks he's a loser again. Uh, <laughs> but instead he uses his newfound bike selling money to advance. throw a giant party for everybody. But wait, what does invite, he do be- <laughs> before oh, that? You can talk about it. You can talk about the, the person who gets listed first in every listing for this movie, despite being in it for a minute. <laughs> Our good buddy, friend of the show, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's right. He invites Kareem <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar way, to do shooting lessons with the kids. When, <laughs> when I was going through the credits of this real quick, like who's in this, it says Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then I, um, but, but I glossed over it and I was, and I thought that it was Kadeem Hardison, uh, who's Dwayne Wayne from, um, Okay. <laughs> from uh, the Cosby spinoff, the frick, different world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did this come out? Because I was like, oh, that's cool. He's in this. And then I saw, again, I saw in the credits, it says, and featuring or uh, with a special guest star, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And still, it did not click. For it still, in my mind, it was Kadeem Hardison. And I was like, oh, was Different World out during this time? Was it that big already? And I'm like, wait a second. And then I realized, no, that was the nine, the late, that was like way, well, la- way later. Kadeem for you is like those Tootsie Roll commercials where everywhere you look, you see Kadeem. That's right. Everybody Kadeem on Hardison the wire has Kadeem's head. Those glasses that he flips up the top, the, <laughs> the sunglass part up top. Everywhere I look, I see the, that shape. Um, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, so he, so he, so his, the one thing he does, he decides to come up with as this great way to win friends is he doesn't like um, buy them all something or like, you know, like show up in a cool car or like, you know, you know, he doesn't like uh, throw money at them or something. Instead, he hires Kadeem or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to coach the basketball team for one game. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, why is there a montage for this? Why is there a long montage for him teaching the basketball team how to play the game? It makes, if you just saw that scene, you would think this movie was about the basketball team. Well, I don't think you give uh, Kareem a lot of and you'd lines. you'd be like, why is he holding that big white kid up? <laughs> I don't think you give uh, him jokes to do and expect them to land. Well, I just think you just go, and then he goes like, Hey, well, let me help you with that jump shot. And then they cut to something else. Like, I don't need to see a three minute montage of him actually doing it. That's not relevant to uh, Max, well, uh, Max's like I character. Think, I think that that's smart. If there was, if there were kids who were excited to see him in the show, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's I smart to have him playing a little basketball. <laughs> he shows up and he doesn't even do the thing. That's, yeah, I think that is giving the kids what they want. <laughs> I, okay. okay. By I the way, Max, the marketing of it. Max does uh, get a cool car. He gets a limousine and he motions uh, Shelly to take a turn around the neighborhood in the limousine with him. That's right. And by the way, she's repulsed by him until he has money. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lesson for you, kids. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're never really that lesson never really um gets corrected, does it? <laughs> no. I mean, I guess they none of none of them show up for his party. Kind and of then yeah, they have a big like, party. They they're yeah. like, we're gonna have this this blowout party, and the mom goes, This is the last thing you're gonna spend this advance check on after hiring yeah. a, a pro NBA player to come to your school. Uh is they have, he got how much did he get? Eighty six thousand dollars. Yes. And how much do you think Kareem Abdul Jabbar was? At least a hundred. At least a hundred dollars, right? Because hundred dollars and books lunch. Madonna or something, doesn't he? He tries <laughs> he to book Madonna. Madonna. He tries to book Madonna for his party. Uh, she he, she doesn't. Uh, he can't get through to her to her agent. Okay. okay. Um, but they have a party at the same night as a popular kid, and all the kids go to the popular kids' party. And a, a part I really remember is. Max and his friend sitting on the smoke machine flooded floor of an empty party. And I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And now watching it, <laughs> I'm looking at the room and I, I could see that all the tables that are in the room. Did you see this? Uh-uh. I, I guess they couldn't afford or find tables for this party set. So it's just <laughs> barrels with uh, broken down cardboard boxes taped to the top of them to look like tables. <laughs> <laughs> they had plenty of barrels. <laughs> I don't know where they, they couldn't were. find any. Uh, they were filming a Donkey Kong adaptation next door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, we see Max having fun and also not having fun. And the only big twist that happens in this movie is the, the heartless board member. Braff wants to close a factory down to build uh, something else for, for the company and Max a fighter pilot. Yeah. And Max a fighter plane realizes that people will lose their jobs in the factory. So he doesn't want them to tear it down because Max is a big red flag waving socialist. Oh yeah. And, uh, needs to hatch a plan of how to save the factory. <laughs> Like this is what movie this someone was talking about this. This is what movies and TV shows used to be about. They're all like pro working working man. Sure. They're all about the working man. And like like uh like about like truck drivers and like you know, like uh factory workers and everything like that. And now they're just like you know, uh people work you know, at Google or whatever. <laughs> you know, like it's completely changed. Mm. I something I really like about the way that this story and is this movie perfect? No. Is it very goofy and simplistic? Yes. But it does something in a kid's movie that I wish people would do more of. And I think it's why it stuck so much in my brain. Is this movie, like you said, it makes a kid smart. It doesn't talk down to them. They're not dummies. Uh, nobody is a giant, unbelievable villain. And mm-hmm. also it has, except the bullies, except the bully. You're right. They're the except worst. For the bullies. Um, <laughs> it has a kid logic to where you say, this is what's happening. You explain it just enough that a kid would know what's going on, but it doesn't get so detailed and convoluted. Like you can say, this is what's happening. And then you can move along and do that thing. Right, there's no lore for this. <laughs> no, but also there's no 
There's no plot lines that wouldn't mean something or have understandable stakes to a kid. There are so many yeah. kids' movies, and you can, like, I'm like, who did they review? What kids did they review this with? Because the plot is, you know, a guy is going to lose his job at an advertising firm, or a couple is trying to have a baby. Like, what child wants to watch a story about this? By the way, both of those plot lines are the plot lines of the movie The Smurfs. <laughs> uh, I think. I think those are, I know, being a parent, I think a lot of these choices are so that parents won't absolutely blow their brains out. But there is a way. Having to watch all this stuff. And I agree with you, though. I don't like it. Yeah. Right. I agree. It's just, I think that's the thinking. So, like, how can we get both people on board? I, I think it's people who just are, are, childless writing the or are, don't work with kids writing these yeah. things so they're writing something that they would want to do or dusting off an old script or something yeah yeah i mean i, I i'd buy i'd buy either of those even though i think my theory is more plausible but i <laughs> no the things that are included for adults are like hilarious dick references or <laughs> Uh, the nine thousandth <laughs> Pulp Fiction send up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know. Well, like we watched this that movie Eight Bit Christmas. Oh, okay. Is that a kids movie? Which yes. Oh. Um, and it's a total just throwback. You know, it's, everything is just a like all of my friends who I know who are really into like G.I. Joe still and things like that. Like, you know, nostalgic for nostalgic purposes. Like they loved it. And it's like, oh yeah. And and we watched it with my daughter and she loved it too. Uh, even though she didn't get any of the stuff, but it was very clearly written for people like me. That's why I assumed um, it was for adults. No, it, okay. it it is a kid's movie. And it, um, it does a good job of, I mean, it works because the dad is explaining to the daughter his childhood. Ah, so that's okay. how the movie's presented. Yeah. I see. So there is a person walking kids through these references. Yeah. Well, that's good. Right, exactly. Hopefully they will all also be in just like an eternal adolescence uh, that makes them incapable of moving on with their lives <laughs> like us. <laughs> <laughs> that's the gift that we're giving our children is not only to be locked into their childhood, but somehow locked into our childhood. Like be locked into a childhood from 20 years before you were born, yeah, 30 years I, before I, yeah. you were born. Yeah. We, I want all of, I want her to grow up. Like, like when I was a kid, it was like all the people who were wearing grateful dead shirts mm -hmm. and listening to pink Floyd and going to see the laser shows and yep. stuff. Like that's what I want her to be for my, for my, um, what I, uh, one thing I like about this, uh, now that we're moving into a more, you know, we're, we're moving further and further into the future <laughs> as we, as you do, um, Turner classic movies. Do you mean the two of us on this podcast as time goes on? <laughs> or do you mean us as a species are as far species. into the future as we are ever going to be? Oh no. I, I mean, it's as we move further and further from what we would call a classic movie, which would have been like the fifties and sixties and thirties and forties. Like, Oh, those I are see. Classic so now movies. classic movies are movies from the eighties. 
Yes, yes. Right. And and so Turner Classic Movies is they have like a film database and um <laughs> Ask Max is in this database. <laughs> All right. We made it. And I think it's I think I don't know if this is just pulling from IMDb and or but I think it might but I think they also for a while were playing old Disney um Wonderful World of Disney episodes and things like that. Doing doing a couple things like that, so I think that's why this is in here. But um, I I this is my favorite kind of TV movie. My favorite kind of um, and it's obvious. It's just the, the, mainly because it's still. It, I think it holds up. I think it's still fun to watch. It doesn't need special effects. It has a little bit of special effects in the end. And it, they, you know, this was a time where they didn't have tons of money and they didn't, especially for TV. And so they filmed it really well for him jumping over things. Obviously, he was just jumping over a ramp or whatever, but it looked like he was. And he turns into a full grown man every time he <laughs> does a stunt. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. A slim yeah. man. Anytime he's on the bike, yeah. Um, and the bullies are just, you know, mean enough, but not so much that you hate, you hate, you know, he's not. He's not like getting thrown into a toilet or a dumpster every scene or something, you know. It's just right. people being like, "You're a loser, dude," and <laughs> you know, and chasing him down a little bit. And um, do you understand yeah, the just, final act? I kind of understood it. Whenever Max has his big idea of how he's going to save the factory, is it that the factory yeah, he, is going to make toys of the fighter plane? Yeah. So they're gonna die. So they wouldn't make. Uh, as much money, they wouldn't make, uh, they would make money, but not a ton of money if they made the fighter planes. But he comes up with the idea to make them as toys, which would make way more money. And I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> I, why I thought either. military contracting, I thought military contracting was where the freaking money was. But apparently, no, it's in like, you know, wall, to- toys you buy at Walgreens. <laughs> There's an assembly line of the most generic little fighter jet toy that I guess is yeah. going to be the biggest in demand. It's going to be the new Cabbage Patch Kid. And I guess it's made out of actual fighter plane material. Oh, okay. <laughs> it must be because what they had to divert all of the already created stuff right. into this new toy. Maybe it is a government contract, but it is to indoctrinate children into this new fighter plane <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, war machine. And what about all these like factory workers and like engineers and everyone who all worked on the fighter plane? They're all like, now we're retooling everything to make a little tiny toy. Yeah, you're just making like, it smaller. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, well, I'm okay with that. Uh, my, my career is still satisfying. <laughs> the director who made this movie, did you happen to take a look over it? He said a lot of Disney experience. No. He directed a lot of the bad sequels. He directed Herbie Goes Bananas, Herbie Goes to Monte Ooh. Carlo, The Apple Dumpling Gang Rides Again, uh, he did <laughs> Million Dollar oh, Duck, uh, he did uh, Short Circuit 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> and He's of your course, man. then he f- polished off his career by directing uh, Diagnosis Murder with Scott Bayo and uh, Dick Van Dyke. Scott Bayo. And Dick Van Dyke. Hold on. What year was that? 
Diagnosis the Murder. TV show? Yeah, I think it ended in 2000. It's like the ultimate oh, okay. old people's show. A, oh. a teen, a person who was a teen that they remembered from years ago, and Dick Van Dyke, who they remember from when they were kids. Okay. I'm seeing, yeah, 1995, the last movie he did was A Perry Mason Mystery, The Case of the Jealous Jokester. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stranger at My Door. Okay, so that I think that's one that I've looked at for us to view. Yeah, I I enjoyed this movie a lot. I'm I love um it maybe it also helps that I liked Goonies a lot and seeing him in something else <laughs> is fun to see. He's also in some episodes. He's in also in an episode of Amazing Stories. Mm. He plays the son of of someone, I think. Um and I don't know. I feel like I wish he would have gone on to do more. Maybe, maybe he didn't have the chops. Like maybe he would have been typecast way too much. Uh, well, I, I mean, if we are doing our summary, I also like this movie. I'm not a Goonies guy, and I enjoyed this. I, it's a great level of goofy. It is does not overstay its welcome. It's 45 minutes long, um, and I kind of read that he was just tired. I mean, look, acting is tough. It's exhausting to try to get roles. It's exhausting to audition. And I, he seems to be doing great. I mean, there's no reason he did the right thing. He, it's better than him trying to like hold on to this one role he did years ago forever. He seems to have had an amazing career. He seems happy. He looks good. Lost all the, chunk weight and uh you know i'm 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 happy for anybody who hasn't wound up as a cory you know what i mean oh got out yes. of it that is like the saddest story for me um, the Corys, especially yeah because i always felt like they were good actors i maybe maybe they maybe they aren't maybe i don't know but i i always felt like when i watch him like when i watch cory feldman in like the gremlin when i watch him in gremlins like i mm. feel like and he's such a good or in the burbs and stuff like he's such a good funny actor like what a freaking bummer but uh i'm looking at his li- uh i'm looking at um the list for jeff cohen he's in a movie called perfect harmony which is set during the civil rights movement um which uh, you know that's on the top of my list of things that we need to watch. <laughs> Anything dealing with heady issues <laughs> that we could totally bungle and uh, get canceled on. Uh, yeah. Well. Oh yeah. So he was he was in two episodes of Amazing Stories. I'm glad he's in his greatest mm-hmm. role of his life, the role yes. of the law. Uh, yeah. Go out and watch this. It's it's there's a real cruddy version of it on YouTube, but you can find it through other streaming services. And we, uh, we you know what we need to do, Nathan. I want to come up with a, a thing that we do at the end of a show because I feel like 
We have our big final thoughts, and then it is though all words and breath leave my body, and all there is is to tell people to follow us, which is where everybody shuts the podcast off. Even though yes. at the end of each episode, after you say that, we uh, unleash our true hot takes and say all yeah. our inflammatory stuff that is real spicy. That's right. Um, so let's see. What do other podcasts do? They kind of, uh, some podcasts ask the guest if they believe in God. <laughs> Should we do that every episode? <laughs> With each other. So yeah. do you believe in God yet? We'll do a weekly check-in. <laughs> do you still believe in God? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's think, let's have a think. Okay. Let's have a think on, on, on air. And, um, let's come, let's have this be <laughs> the listener's promise. Listeners. Perk your ears up. The next episode, we're going to have a very exciting conclusion to each episode. That's going to be <laughs> no. our trademark, our trademark Please. closer for every episode. So watch out for this thing coming forward after our next episode, which has not been decided yet. This is all a work in progress. You're here. This is like that Get Back documentary. This is you hearing the process happening. This is the creative <laughs> wheels turning. And that's what you're going to hear next time. And if you want to be sure to hear next time, what should people do, Nathan? Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> On iTunes, on Spotify, uh -huh, right? On uh, go to Twitter, go to our down, Twitter. Account. They're shutting off their players. Yeah. They're go to Twitter, go to, to Facebook, go to TikTok. All right, uh, Instagram. You can go to but you can go to NetworkSpecialPodcast.com and see all of that those links. Um, and um, can, can I ask to this week? Mm. Can we go out on? Can we say our buys like we do and yeah. then fade out on the credits music from Ask Max? Of course can we, we can. I'd be happy to. And of course, I have that queued up because I vaguely remember you asking for it. Uh, it's on a service that is instantaneous. There's definitely no weird lag in this service, in no. this uh, building that we're in, uh, which is why we're going to listen to it right now. And here it comes. Yeah. I'm pressing <clears throat> play. Hold on one second. There's a little spot on my desk. Let me clear that right now. Okay. Did you get your play button out there? <laughs> yep. 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 All right. Hit refresh. See if that will grease any of these wheels. <laughs> and don't forget, we have to say bye first. Okay. Yes. So and, cue me uh, in on that when you yep, when, when this sure, instantly plays. Sure will as this instantly <laughs> plays. <sighs> and there's no way we could edit. edit if this, this didn't instantly play, we I'm would not be able to not. edit. <clears throat> All right. I got it queued up. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ooh, sounds great. 